Hey, thank you for pressing play, listener. This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we got two new celebrity shout-outs. Geek Mooner! The first social media reactions to Captain Marvel are out. Netflix and Marvel complete their breakup, and Wolverine earns a Guinness World Record. Wowie zowie! Plus, Chris Hemsworth moving from playing Thor to playing a Hulk, a listener review of Alita Battle Angel, our spoiler review of the pilot episode of Doom Patrol on the DC Universe app, and so much more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, February 21st, 2019. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Oh, hello, listener. How's it going? Thanks for joining us, and welcome once again to the Jock and Nerd Podcast where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jockin' Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And that felty over there in the corner well, I just went through a horrible accident and it had to be rebuilt by cardboard. Of course, it's Rugbot Man. What's up, Rugs? <laughs> yes, I... Uh... Damn, I have nothing for that. I didn't know that you were gonna. I I didn't know where you were going with I that. I blew your rug bot man spot. How's that cardboard exoskeleton I mean, holding up? I'm for basically you? Robocock. Yes, Robocock. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. Rug a boycock. Rugs. Uh, how you feeling these days? Everything good? How come you always so worried about my health? I don't know because yeah. you are. You always ask a, him how a, he's doing. Uh, because he's. You a, never ask me how I'm doing. I, yeah. I always ask I don't, him. I don't really give a fuck how you're doing, Anthony. I see you all, all week long. I know how you're doing. You're, Look, you're, you're, his abs are chiseled, and he's sometimes he's sweaty. Yeah, yeah, you see him. You know, rugs. I don't see you, so I'm worried about my felty friend. Just tell me you're doing okay. Should I mail myself to you again? Maybe you should. I need a physical check. Uh, but you sound fine. So you know Those what? Plane rides are a bitch. Yes, so. that's fine. You know what? Don't answer that question. Uh, listener, if you are new to the show, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for stumbling on here. Visit the website, jockinair.com slash 262 for show notes for this very episode. And there's going to be a lot of fun links to videos, links to articles, how to contact the show, how to subscribe to the show. A uh, lot of valuable information. And before we get to the geek news this week, listener, for the third time in a row, the third week in a row, we have new celebrity shout outs. They keep rolling in, guys. We got two new ones uh, to share with the listener. This first one comes to us from our pal, Rugboy's biggest fan on Twitter, one David Mobley. Right, Rugs? Yes, David Mobile. David Mobile and the lovely, crazy, wacky, bizarre, surreal website called Cameo.com, where you can book a celebrity or an athlete uh, to do a video shout out for you. Yeah. So David has already brought us Andy Dick several times. Yeah. Like we got a lot of dick. We got a lot of dick. Then we got the Riff Raff rugs. Yes. I didn't know who that was. Now I know who that is. But I, you know how we talked about David doesn't actually listen to the show. Yeah, I think he may have listened to the show because in the episode where we played Riff Raff, we ended up talking about one Andy Milanakis. Uh And Anthony, he was in the video with the band Three Loco 
Do you think this? So you got Riff Raff yes. and Any Milanakis. Yes. Yeah, so and all I, we need is the all we need is uh, Dirt Nasty to round out we the three. We got Nasty. all three logos. So he must have listened to that show because guess what, listener? We have a shout out endorsement from Mr. Andy Milanakis. Here it is. Hey, what up? Shout out to Jock and Nerd Show. Got a crazy puppet called Rug Boy. I want to meet that guy one day. And you can't. Know what I'm saying? If you <laughs> wish there was a stern show for geek news and sports, there is. It's called the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Check it out. Jock and Nerd. Oh, my God. I love Andy Milanakis. That's great. Uh, that's amazing. For people who maybe don't know the Andy Milanakis, he was big on MTV. He's He raps. He's got music videos. He is 78 years him? old. He is 78 years old no, and he, looks like he's 15. Well, he's yeah, I, he's kind of like Imran in reverse. He's reverse yeah. me. He's in his 40s, but looks like he's 15. Uh, but he has a condition. He but, wants to meet that guy. But Rugs, Andy Milanakis wants to meet Rugboy. Let's let's set up a meet a meet and greet with the I'll mail this up to him. Yes. I'll FedEx my fucking body to him. Anthony, <laughs> let me ask you this. Is this proof that David Mobley actually does listen to the show? Why else would he pick the I, Milanakis? I think he might listen to the show. And, and if that is the case, David, first off. Holy shit. Oh, shit. Thank you. Well, thanks for tuning in. Yes. I think this might be the first or second time you've tuned in. Moving forward, we appreciate all these, but if you could just get the guy to state their name. That's all. Prior to them giving yeah. the message, that would be even better. So something along the lines of, Hi, I'm Andy Milanakis, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. And then have them say something after. That would be fun too. But yeah. but we appreciate everything oh, so far. Yes, I love these, David. Thank you so much for the amazing shoutouts. Now, as an example of what Anthony just described, there's a perfect lesson. Take notes. This one comes anonymous, and it's amazing. I love it. Needs no introduction. This is Norm McDonald, and you're listening to the. Uh, uh, hang on, I got it here. Uh, it says Awkward pause. the jock and nerd podcast known for their series of gay erotica found on Amazon. Huh? No, that's not that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I fucked that up, I guess. Yes. And I fucked that up. I meant to press this. Uh, fucking Jockin nerd. Norm McDonald, uh, <laughs> amazing. Anthony, I, do you know Norm McDonald? I'm a huge fan of Norm I, McDonald. I didn't know the name until because you showed me the video prior to the show, and I, I just didn't recognize who the fuck he was. Then I looked him up in his younger days, and I go, oh, that's who Norm McDonald is. So yes, I know who Norm he McDonald hosted, is. He hosted. He's definitely aged. He, oh, he's aged. He's almost 60 now. But in the 90s, he was the anchor on SNL for Weekend Update. He dated Al McPherson, I think. Oh, he did it, Al. Amazing. That is perfect Norm <laughs> McDonald delivery. That's like his comedy. It's just this awkward, awkward pauses. Uh, Ruggs, what'd you think about that one? Oh, that's like a legend right there. That's amazing. We got a Norm McDonald drop. Holy shit. Thank oh, you. That's shit. huge. Thank that's you huge. so much. That's how it's done. And look, just for fun, we have to play this one again from last week because how can you not want to hear this? Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. <laughs> that is so great. How legendary is oh, that? that that's, that's an all-timer. Holy yeah. shit. So uh, the last thing that happened, uh, you know, I tweeted uh, that video. I tagged Gilbert and uh, no big deal, but uh, Gilbert retweeted us. Oh, shit. To like 390,000 people. 
Maybe Gilbert's tuning in. Holy shit! So I, I was Gilbert. Hello. I was waving to you. I wasn't with my feet. Yeah, are you waving with your feet? Is that a thing now? I wasn't nervous at all. But Fiddlesticks Winterbottom had to go ahead and post on our Facebook group. Now make sure tomorrow's episode is a good one in case you get a lot of newbies listening in. So hello, Gilbert's followers. We definitely picked up some Twitter followers from that whole thing. Uh, you did? Yes. Well, while it happened. There was a bunch of likes on that, a couple retweets. It has way the, more likes on that than anything yes, we've ever Yes, it is put. pinned to our Twitter account right now. Uh, it's got the most likes than any of the tweet that we have. And uh, wow. I, I literally just said that. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was. <laughs> Can you say it again? What, what happened? How many? Say it again. Think about what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to anyone else. We. Yeah. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> who cares? A jock said that. Whoa. Uh, look, we did get some followers. I saw some followers that were okay. liking it, that were his followers. So look, listener, book Gilbert on Cameo. Have him do like a voicemail message. How hilarious would that be if he was on your voicemail? It's a great site. Let's send him some love. <laughs> he also has a podcast. He's been podcasting since 2014. It's called Gilbert Godfrey's Amazing Colossal Podcast. And you can find it at gilbertpodcast.com. Check it out. He's interviews like everyone. Every fucking Does he awesome have news reviews. No, he doesn't. Whatever he chooses. It's whatever no. he chooses. It's him talking wow. to oh. famous people that he knows. Comedians, actors, pretty amazing lists of guests. Why? <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty good, Anthony. Anthony does a pretty mean Gilbert. So holy shit, we got the J Muse, Taylor Gray, Gilbert, Godfrey, Norm McDonald. Andy Milanakis, Andy Dick Riffraff. When will this end? There One of may those be doesn't more. belong. Yeah, some of those stuff. Looks, it's a weird <laughs> group of three people. logo. <laughs> we got two thirds of three loco. Maybe we'll get the third one, and I believe there's yet more to come. Now oh, there is. This, this is just beginning. This is just beginning. Stay tuned. Cameo is a wild cameo.com listener. We should be. They should be sponsoring our show at this point. I mean, they look, kind it's, of are. E- it's easy way to get fun content to talk about on the show. It really is. Like, you just one of the fans are like, hey, I love the Jock and Nerd podcast. Let me just add a little something to the show. Yep. A little sprinkle a, of salt, a, li- a little flavor. And we can't thank you guys enough for, for booking these cameos, as they call them. Book. Uh, it, it, it's unbelievable. All right. Let's get to the news. You dirty, filthy bastards. The Jock, Jock and Nerd podcast. We are what, like a week and a half away from uh, Captain Marvel coming out March 8th. Oh shit! Less than two weeks. Uh, the re- oh really? Two yes. weeks? Yes. Less probably less by the time this show posts. When does the uh, when does it come out? March eighth. Oh. Uh, and the review oh. embargo lifts March fourth. Oh. But last night, they, it was screened for critics, and uh, they are allowed to post on social media. My question is this: How come we can't get into these fucking screenings, people? Oh shit! What the shit? Who do I got to blow to get to these screenings? Come on. I'll have Rug- Cameron will blow someone. I'll have Rug yeah. Boy do it. I'll blow someone. Yeah. yeah we, a- we got our own uh, dude from Fire Festival right here. Him, Rob. Yes. He was ready to go over there for the water. God bless that You're man. You're ready to go over there for Marvel. Listen, I'm a company man. I will do what it takes to get the job Take done. Take it out. Yes. So we're going to talk about everything. Some of the things we learned that are not spoilery and some of the early reactions of the movie. But they put out this new TV spot, guys. I don't know if you saw this. It's called Rise, and uh, it's uh, why I feel it's interesting is it starts out positioning Captain Marvel up there with the big guys. You see a shot of Tony Stark from the first movie working on his suit, and it says, some heroes are built. Then you see Captain America. It says, some are made. Then you see Thor, and it says, some are born. 
And then they're like, find out on March 8th, find out what makes Captain Marvel a hero. Uh, she's all three. My opinion this is the best thing they've put out. This this TV spot? Yep. It really it's better than any of the trailers they've put out, any of ah, anything I've heard, anything I've seen. It, Interesting. It's, it's really well done. It's only 45 seconds. So what I kind of love about this, first of all, her punching spaceships in space, that's always fucking awesome. I want to see so much more of that. But you really get I just can't unsee that Iron Man thing that's exactly the same. Well, they, well but that's what they're showing in the trailer. Hopefully there's a yeah. lot more. But yeah. you really get the sense that this is like, we're going to see the origin of the first hero in the MCU that was created. Not necessarily the first hero, but someone that you haven't known about. Because the first hero is Captain America. Well, all right. But he was frozen at this time. The first hero, modern no, age. When, he was, okay, fine. You know what I'm so saying? What are the reviews saying? All right. Early reviews uh, are very glowing, very positive. As usual. Uh, as usual. Uh, one person, I like the one comment where somebody was like, "This the MCU feels more complete with Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel in it. There's great music moments uh, for, for 90s kids. Yeah, let me let me comment. There was uh, the gist I got was uh, obviously overall very positive. Brie Larson is really good in it. Yeah, um, but Ben Mendelsohn, Ben Mendelsohn as Talos, the scroll he, leader, he steals the show. Apparently, apparently. it's a multi layered awesome villain. Uh, got with, an echo in here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, well, <laughs> no, I'm I'm saying you, you oh. fuck. Oh, I don't. I don't hear anything wrong, Anthony. On my side, the the connection is just fine. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, also, that uh, it doesn't, it's not like the Guardians in terms of tone. It's different and it melds well with the 90s with a ton of nine inch nails or, or, or some good use of nine inch nails in it. I mean, I'm seeing it. It's a, it's a good mixture. It's funny. It's fun. There's action. There's a good balance. But we're used to seeing this. We're used to seeing like the most glowing. Like, mm-hmm, I mean, I tweeted, like, I, I was trolling, you know, yeah. I was tweeting, like, it's the best thing. <laughs> like, it's, it's sliced better bread. than air. Yes. You know, <laughs> They're all like that. Yes. Yeah. I, I do. I am encouraged, though, that the villain, the villain is something that people are enjoying. Well, their villains have been kind of getting better right. movie by movie. And we were the last one was just an amazing Thanos. Everyone talking about Thanos. At what point do you think like the real reviews come out where people well, start to actually like give you their real opinions? Well, once the movie comes out, March 4th, you'll like, see. I think, it's, I think it's far after the movie comes out. Like it's like maybe two weeks later, then people start going, okay, let's really talk about this movie. Here's the real deal. I mean, people, of course, are going to call it the best fucking movie ever. Uh, yada, it yada. Is. Our, it is the best. It is. I want to temper my expectations because going in with expectations too high yeah. is always a bad idea. That's, that's true. For you, for you, that's probably the best idea. Yeah. So I'm going to be like, okay, it's Movie's probably going to be like, <laughs> no, I'm going to like, I'm going to try and see like Marvel usually has a, a, a you know, a, a bar of quality. Yep. And I think that Dr. Strange and Ant-Man are like a good barometer. Okay. Like it's going to be, it's definitely more money than Ant-Man gets. Because this is like a way bigger movie. It's a more important. Honestly, they weren't all completely positive. I saw some that said the first half. One guy was like, the first half was a little uninspired, but it picks up. This guy said, Drew Taylor says, really love Captain Marvel. It's a little wobbly at times, but only because it's so ambitious, beautifully constructed. But then you got a great 90s sci-fi vibe, mysterious, dorky, retro, trippy. But I did see one guy who was like, ah, the beginning of it. It's a little like Marvel formulaic uninspired. So they, right. they weren't all like 100%. But here's some important things to take away. It starts with an emotional Stan Lee tribute, which is great. That's what you want to see. There are two post credit scenes, people. Oh, shit. 
which is also standard, I guess, but it's good to yeah. have confirmation. Brie Larson rules. One Twitter comment is like, Thanos is fucked. Well, Thanos is fucked. Lots of Easter eggs. It's weird. The scrolls work. Uh, and, you know, look out for the cat to steal the show or whatever. But I'm excited, though. All this got me really excited. Yeah, people are so excited about cats. I don't know why. They love their cats. And it's ridiculous. Cat named Goose. Like, if I see a dog in a movie, <laughs> I usually think the dog is going to die. Well, if it's right? a John Wick movie, well, there's a high. Wick, yeah, it's high. Well, percentage. listen, any movie, like a dog's life, yes. any of those fucking movies, like, um, you know, Marley and me, or whatever, they all fucking die. Cats never die unless they're on Narcos. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's right. As a message to Agent yeah. Murphy. Old Yeller. Can I just Come say. On. I love dog movies like A Dog's Life, but A Dog's Life is the cruelest fucking movie. You literally watch uh, four dogs die in this movie, and you're yeah. supposed to just stick with it. I was like, fuck you. It's a good movie. I was and no one gets a boner when you say you put a dog in a movie. Like, what's happening to this dog? I was crying at the end of A Dog's Life. I will admit. I was fucking, yeah. it got me. But I was like, you're making me watch this dog die over and over again, you fucking bastards. Uh, you know who was not happy for the Captain Marvel? I guess is angry male trolls on the internet who are review bombing the movie on Rotten Tomatoes, which that ha they haven't seen it yet, which is just dumb. So uh, the uh, I, so there's no rating yet, but it's at like 66% want to see it or something. But uh, look, I want this movie to succeed. And I think the people who are doing that are douchebags. Like you have to see the movie to, yeah, really what do you do? I, I have I have no comment for idiocy on yeah, that we're no, going to talk about. No, so we're not talking I'm, about. I'm already over it. It's yeah. so it's a 55 percent want to see any, anything where it's it's complete lunacy is uh, we don't have to discuss. It's so it's just yeah, dumb. It's so dumb. So, it's yeah. basically you fucking trolls. It ain't gonna work. So because the yeah, watch the movie first. Fandango has already said the pre-sales are outselling Aquaman and Wonder Woman. And it's I feel like Fandango says this for everything. They do, but they said it's also third Marvel movie for highest okay, pre-sales behind Infinity War, Black Panther. Course, right, or any game, whatever. So it's third Marvel, but above Aquaman, Wonder Woman, whatever. Listener, are you excited for Captain Marvel? Let us know. Visit our website, jockandnerd.com. Let us know in the comments below. Wait, no, that's not. No, that's not the YouTube. Are we on YouTube? <laughs> Holy shit. Hi, YouTube. Wait, there's no camera here. Subtweet us. No, Wait, no, that's sub we are on YouTube, but yeah, we're we just, are. It's yeah. after the fact, not live. Yeah. Uh, are we on Reddit? No. Subreddit? No. Jockandnerd.com slash contact where you'll find a link. Links on how to get in touch, including our awesome Facebook group called Jock and Nerd Nation. What's up, Nation? Jock and Nerd. It's an exclusive closed group just for you, listener. Join we have news us. from the nation. Oh, that's, that's not that's, this thing that's either. coming later. That's later. That's, oh, okay, say news from the nation as Gilbert Gottfried, Anthony. Can you do that? Oh, no, no, no. Damn it, I, I put him the on the spot. spot. Sorry. I can only copy and mimic. I can't <laughs> I can't come up with my own material for people's voices. <laughs> Join the Facebook group and also follow us on Twitter. I mean, Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, but follow us on Instagram. We're new to the Instagram at Jock and Nerd. Link in the show notes. You get to see pictures of me. Yeah, I'm posting stuff there, listener, that I have not posted in other platforms. One post a day, if that, Imran. Yes, I've, multiple I've, posts. I've been good. I've been, and I'm mixing it up with some like animated videos, some still pictures, uh, you know. There you go. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, I love getting all the followers on the gram. The kids call it that. I sound like an idiot. It is on the gram or IG. IG. Hit us up on the IG. On the IG. Slide into my IG DMs, uh, BT Dubs. The fuck okay. am I saying? Uh, all right, moving on. Something we knew is coming, and it's been made official, which is the relationship between Marvel and Netflix officially over as they have officially canceled Dunzo. The Punisher and Jessica Jones. Now, Punisher put out a second season. We watched it. It was it was very entertaining. It was very good. We were all we loved it. This Jessica Jones season three is coming out this year. It hasn't even come out. 
And they didn't wait. They're like, we're going to save a press release. We'll just put them both in this one. Yeah. Typing is hard. So is it coming out? It's still Netflix? coming out. It's still oh. going to come out. And what's more, these shows will probably live on Netflix for years. I don't think they're going anywhere. But if you Dang. know, we've talked, we've discussed ad nauseum why this is happening. Rugs, break it down for the new listener. Why is Netflix canceling the Marvel shows? Why do they cancel all the Marvel shows? Well, Disney now is uh, taking all of its stuff off of there. That's one reason. Uh, and so it's going moving over to Hulu because it c- controls like a, a majority interest in Hulu. Yep. After they bought Fox, they have 60% yes. controlling interest in Hulu. So uh, Netflix also bought uh, a lot of superhero titles. And they're like, okay, we don't need this anymore. They want to make their own stuff. They cost a lot yep. to, to do these shows for Marvel. And uh, they're like, we could probably save a lot of money and just get rid of these uh, these licenses. So uh, I feel like, you know, Netflix just outgrew Marvel. They don't need them anymore. They needed yeah. them back then in 2013 or whatever. After Stranger Things and some of the other stuff that's come out, Narcos and all the other shit, they've, they've kind of like carved out a like a little spot for themselves. Absolutely. And they don't really need to, to bank on Marvel's. And Marvel's taking their shit back anyway. So it's like it, it was bound to happen. You know what I mean? Uh, Anthony, would you want to see these things show up on Hulu? We heard some rumors that they may want to bring back Daredevil, uh, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. But I think they're going to have to restart again from the beginning. You, it's, it won't oh, be I don't this. Know about that. Why would they restart that from the beginning? Because I was listening to Collider Heroes. The guy made a good point. Why? If you're doing a season three of Daredevil on Hulu, why would you send them season to your four. competitor? Season four. Why would you send them to the, your competitor Netflix to catch up on the first three seasons? Yeah, but it doesn't it, matter. Because it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters because like uh, Buffy went to the channel to a different channel and was network TV is fucking different though a lot of shows that were on network TV continue on in in other mediums now and you're just over I mean you're people are I I know we we were prior to the show we were talking about how dumb people are but (laughs) digitally people are smart you can jump from one platform to another pretty fucking easily I don't think it matters I don't think that loyalty matters yeah as long as they're already paying for it they don't give a shit right if they're already paying for Hulu, yeah. they don't care. No, I'm just saying you are not, like, because in the contract, I believe you got to wait two years. I don't think you're going to be able to assemble the same cast and crew and creative to continue the shows where they left off, which is unfortunate because we had some great oh, cliffhangers. They, they definitely, I think they can definitely get everyone, ba- the bands back together for Hulu. I don't want to see everything yeah. come to Hulu. Yeah. Um, At least I think Daredevil. Daredevil for sure. We'll see what Jessica Jones ends up with and maybe Punisher. Everything else, it wasn't great. It depends on the viewership, right? Um, Daredevil's got a built-in audience. It's not huge, but it's there. Yeah. And all these other shows have their own audiences. So if, if, Mar- if Marvel stuff d- fails to kind of draw an audience, they might go back to the well and go, okay, this worked. But I don't know if it could actually happen, though. That's the thing. I'm very like, it. it I would like it to happen. I don't know if it will. I know that um, this is different in terms of voice acting, but remember... Young Justice ended yeah. after two seasons, and there was a huge outcry because it ended prematurely. Yeah. And finally, it came yeah. back. Yeah, on Netflix. Um, I could oh. see this. You know, I could see the same thing for Daredevil. Wasn't Firefly the same way? Uh, the- well, they well, what happened with Firefly is that they got canceled by Fox uh, too early. Yeah, and the, the outcry came, and you know, Fox didn't want to you know continue it, but they made a movie. Right there, you go. So I mean, to, it could- to appease to give fans an ending. So there's things that can come back with enough 
hype behind it, enough fan support. And I think Daredevil is one of those things that ended prematurely and could come back. Fans will want it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know who's really pissed about the Punisher cancellation? Uh, Eminem. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He tweeted at them. Dear at Netflix, all capital letters, regarding your cancellation of the Punisher, you are blowing it. Sincerely, Marshall. He uh, he's actually mad, and so he must be a big Punisher fan. But did you guys know there was an Eminem Punisher comic book? Oh shit! In two thousand and nine, no, I did not no, know that. It's one episode, and the story one issue. One issue. Sorry, one issue. It's funny because it's built as a uh, it's two issue limited series. There was only one that came out May two thousand nine. Joe Quesada was the editor. Uh, Written by Fred Van Lente, penciled by Salvador Larocca, and uh, the 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 title's called "Kill You," which is an Eminem song, and like he's performing at a concert. Uh, shit happens. Punisher has to help him. But yeah, there is a Punisher Eminem comic book. I wonder if it's a, I wonder if it's a collector's <laughs> item. I've never seen this. Neither we've heard of it. Yeah, no. It. When he wasn't reading comics in twenty. No, me, me neither. That's probably why. But uh, in I conjunction, would, but I don't Marvel. remember it yeah, at all. That's crazy. So I think he's got a, you know, he's got a personal connection. I stopped reading the Punisher after like uh, the, they gave him like demon guns. Oh, he had demon guns. Yes, I like the uh, John uh, John Romita Junior. run of the Punisher. Yeah, Warzone, all that shit. That was great. I mean, I think I, I read Welcome Back, Frank, which was with a Garth Ennis. Ah, uh, yeah, Steve that's Dillon. really good too. But uh, yeah, Eminem, uh, Eminem was in The Punisher. He loves The Punisher. So going back to Netflix and Marvel situation, I've seen a couple of articles from Screen Rant, a couple of interesting things uh, saying pretty much Netflix doesn't need Marvel and the Umbrella Academy proves it. Umbrella Academy just released on Netflix. Has anybody seen any of it yet? No, I don't have that time. Nope. Anthony, I've watched the first three episodes and it's very good. It's a fucked up uh, family show with superpowers similar to deadly class that we reviewed last week and similar to the Doom patrol that we are going to review in a little bit but wow it's really good i can't wait to get back and watch it uh apparently umbrella academy the biggest digital show in the u.s right now hmm. the buzz for this was huge everybody's I pl- loving I plan it to watch it just got to find the time Yes, I think we should review the whole season. It, uh, it, it's we'll see. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, it's the show is going to be. This could be another big hit, like Stranger Things, for Netflix. Uh, the problem with well, at least for this, yeah, it's all come out at once. Yes. We'll get into Doom Patrol, but yes. the other two shows that I want to watch this and Deadly Class, Deadly class. I got to fucking wait. Like, yeah. and, and yes, you're right. And I mentioned this to Imran uh, the other day. All three of these shows are all about fucked up families. Yes, they're fucked all up family about dynamics. fucked up family dynamics. And they're all really good in their own regard. I'm really excited that these three shows are out right now. I've caught up on Deadly Class, like the first five episodes. It's very good, man. It's a lot of fun. Why did they release Doom? Do you think they did that strategically, Doom Patrol? And especially Doom Patrol and Deadly Class. I mean, they're both X-Men type feel well, shows, what's right? weirder is doom patrol and umbrella academy coming out at the exact same time right. because gerard way has worked on both uh-huh. books and his influence is in both shows from the stuff he wrote and those two are very similar like I, there's gonna be a lot of debates so what's better umbrella academy or doom patrol uh because they are very similar i definitely think that doom patrol is gonna get left in the dust because Umbrella Academy is just on Netflix. It's you can a watch all of it. Yes. Yep. And, so, and so many more people are, are 
you know, punking down money and, from Netflix. And, yeah, Warner Brothers is really banking on the the buzz from Doom Patrol to get new subscribers, and it's still not international, which is really hurting them. Well, that thing. Uh, yeah, I just wish they would go the Netflix route and yeah. release it all at yeah. once. Yeah. You expect yeah. DC yeah. to make good decisions? Yeah. No. 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 There's a lot of weird choices, <laughs> weird decisions. If they will ever learn, it is yet to be like, seen. Every time they do something good, they do something to undo it. Stupid yes, to undo absolutely. It. Yes. All the time. Just like we made Aquaman. It's made a billion dollars. It is in the top 20 highest grossing movies now. What are we going to do with that? Let's make the trench. Yeah. What the fuck <laughs> are you doing? Does that make any yeah. sense? Let's talk about something fun. Another 30 second spot. This one for Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, and the reason I put this in here, it doesn't show a lot, but it just it shows a lot of great monster shots. It shows Godzilla and Ghidorah running at each other. What do you guys think of what you got to see in this 30 well, second spot? Well, you see spot? a lot of different things. Number one, you, you see? see reveals of the somewhat of a reveal of the monsters that are that they haven't mentioned well, which are one comes right out of the ground at the oil rig and one comes out of a mountain you can kind of see his face a little bit that's really a great quickly. shot the mountain's just sitting there and then it fucking starts the movie you're like holy and shit and there is a shot of uh Rodan and Ghidorah flying at each other but I don't know I think it might be a swerve cuz I I think they're on the same side they might be just you know you know in uh the first Godzilla, the two mutos, like went up to each other and started fucking making out. Yeah, shit. they were so, just like, sniffing each other's balls. Yeah, <laughs> my balls was hot. Yeah, so uh, it could be a swerve. They could be, he could be like flying up to him to like, hey, say, hey, what's up, motherfucker? Anthony, I know you're in the bag for this movie, but does it get you a little more hyped at all? Or we were just oh, like, oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, yeah. the the first shot, a lot of speculation. That's Kumonga, who's the giant spider kaiju. The mountain almost certainly has to be Angerus, who is the spiny spinal or the what do you what do you call him the four-legged horn spinal horn yeah, with like the like shell the shell. Shell. Yeah. there you go yeah, with, the, right. with the horn shell does he have a tail uh, with a thing at the he end does, okay. with uh, like with spikes on yeah, the okay end. i think personally that that rodan king, king door shot is real and i am afraid that rodan is going to get his or her ass kicked by king Ghidorah. oh really yeah you think all these monsters make it out alive at the end of this? No, no. I mm. think, but I think each of them have their little dance with King Ghidorah. Mm. And they all lose up until Godzilla. And then it's up to Godzilla. Yeah. My only concern is they're introducing a lot of kaiju in one movie. Yeah, they're shoving a lot of things in this. I don't think that they're really in the movie. The other kaiju. You don't think, I think so? Ju- I think they're just. I have a I have a theory that um, Godzilla will do that. Like uh, he will basically uh in the old Godzilla in the one that came out in 2014 uh the Godzilla woke because they were communicating with each other with these a uh, high pitched sounds Godzilla woke now? Oh shit. Yeah. He, they just yeah, he's really woke. Ah, man, he's so woke. Uh, yeah, he's very politically correct. <laughs> and um they he he woke because um the the mutos were talking to each other with these like uh vibrations. So I think that Godzilla at the end of this movie he's going to like activate other monsters with his call and wake them mm, up. And I think that's Kaiju the last shot of the movie. Activate. You know? Yeah, that might be the case. I did hear a rumor that that shot where he's shooting straight up in the sky is an important shot. Oh, that's like the calling. Yeah. Well, look, one thing's for sure. This year's G Fest, the world's largest Godzilla and Japanese Kaiju fan convention is going to be lit. Yo, Oh shit. how crestfallen are you going to be? If this movie just bombs at the box office, Oh boy, me? Because like, how many people do you know that are pumped for this? Like, I'm pumped for it. You're pumped for it. Imran 
is in the bag because he's, he's sharing our mo- excitement. Yeah, I saw all the movies. I really like the two leading up to this. I mean, it's gonna, I am a little concerned because it is coming out, I think, two or three weeks after Endgame, which is not the worst spot in the world, but not the best either. Um, I don't know. Kind of like this def- needs to make like $700 million at least. Well, the, the, so the first Godzilla, or not the first, but the one in 2014 made 200 domestic, 530 worldwide. Oh. If they could hit, they could hit those that. kind of numbers again, it should be fine. May 31st, end of the month of May. So a whole yeah, month after... Uh, it's five years after the last and episode. five years after that but you had uh, that Skull long, Island yeah. shit. You had, usually it's a quicker turnaround than well, you, had, you had Kong Skull yeah, Island that, but I don't think fans knew that right, that, was that was connected connected yeah so that was the movie in between uh, but yeah man I'm, I'm, I'm hyped to see Eleven and uh, Tyrion Lannister's dad <laughs> uh, to take on Godzilla or be friends with Godzilla or whatever's the, gonna the happen Lannisters versus Godzilla the Lannisters and the fucking Stranger Things girl it's gonna be great uh, I can't wait. Last thing in the news. Uh, Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart have earned Guinness World Records for their roles as Wolverine and Charles Xavier. Oh, shit. Official Guinness World Records. Uh, the record is exactly. Hold on. Let me find it. What's the record for? Yeah. It is for uh, the, the longest career as a live action Marvel superhero. He began at 17. It's a very specific. Yes, it's a very specific record they made for this. 17 years, he played Wolverine along with Patrick Stewart uh, playing Xavier in the X-Men I, movies. I used to love the Guinness Book of World Records, and then I realized. It's kind of a joke, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's <laughs> such just a joke. I just love Guinness. <laughs> Guinness is good, um, just like the sign says. Do I have the record for the longest the time uh, a puppet has hosted a podcast? I think we can apply for that. I think they'll in, in, increase. Like it's been like, what, four years? I just remember when I was a kid, I would go through the Guinness World Records and you would see the thing you always saw was that the Indian dude with the long fingernails long nails, that curled yep. up. Yes. Yep. And the other Indian dude with the really long mustache. Yep. Uh, and you'd be like, these are some fucking crazy and records. You usually see a big obese dude. They used to have a show on The tallest Fox. man. Yeah. They used to have a show on Fox with the Guinness World Book of World Records, and you would see that Indian guy with the long nails all the time. There was a museum in Chicago. It was the Guinness World Museum, and you would see like a statue of the world tallest man and all these fucking other crazy things. Those things are cool. These yeah. stupid little they fucking records. And, yeah, that they make up are uh, stupid. So here's how stupid Guinness is. True fact, I am officially part of a Guinness World Record a few years ago. It's like oh, yeah, it was this. like five or five or maybe seven years ago. We were part of the world's largest guitar lesson, outdoor guitar lesson. Me and my oh, wife talking went, about that. Yeah. What was the other one? I'm th- I'm thinking I'm talking about a couple of years ago at work when we were part of the world's largest uh, cookie dumping into milk. Rally. Oh, they were. Yeah, it was the Girl Scouts cookie dunk. No, no, no I was cookie a part, dunk. I, yeah, cookie. No. You were part of that. You were there. No, fuck that. I was a part of that. I was actually a part <laughs> of the guitar lesson. The people, everyone, they taught everyone three chords. And there was I forget. There was like 500, 600 people with guitars. We played two songs with these three chords all together. World's largest guitar lesson. Uh, and we got a little certificate from Guinness. I don't even know where the fuck it is, but I was part of that. Rugs, oh. what are you part of? I was going to say that you should have gotten the world record for the longest time talking without breathing. Oh, I, I own that record. I created that record. <laughs> yeah, that's Oh, a, I remember that. So, sorry. The, uh, the the show on Fox was Guinness World Records Prime Time. Okay. Hosted by Chris Collinsworth and Mark Thompson. And it, 
included people trying to beat records oh, in Guinness. Oh, it was like a game show almost. Yeah. Mm. One of the records that was attempted was squirting milk from one's eye. <laughs> Jesus. I remember that, actually. Well, they have like the farthest spit, world's longest spitter, and yep. like all this fucking dumb shit in there. Gross. It's a great book. Gross. All right, look, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to play some promos of some friendly pod buddies of ours. Check out their shows, and we'll be right back with our review of the pilot episode of Doom Patrol on the DC Universe app right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, this is Heno. And this is Stephanie. And we're from the Gotham Lights Podcast. Also, the Orville Lights Podcast, sometimes. They are two podcasts dedicated to the television show Gotham. And the Orville. Now, where can they reach us, Steph? I'm so glad you asked, Heno. You can find us on Twitter, at Gotham Lights. You can also find us on Facebook, don't you know? Don't you know? Just by searching (laughs) Gotham Lights. Gotham Lights Podcast at gmail.com. What's up, guys? This is Gerald and my buddy right across from me, as always. Andy. We are Two Peas on a Podcast, and we want to invite you to join us weekly as we discuss. What do we talk about? We talk about a little bit of everything. We I mean, do. We talk about too much. Events, we talk about too politics, much politics, sports. We, we talk, even talk about sports. We're dudes. We yeah, talk we talk about, about, about too much stuff. In fact, don't join us. It's too, much, <laughs> it's too complicated. I think you're confusing uh, them, Gerald. <laughs> we are a weekly podcast discussing current events, pop culture, hot topics. Hot. The topics uh, are hot. Not the retail store. Just uh, Hot Topics. Well, oh, I used to anything, love, that was a great story. If anything happened at Hot Topic, we would discuss that as well. Do you want to get you a black Metallica shirt and some studded earrings? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. But uh, my name is Gerald and my buddy Andy, and you can catch us on Two Peas on a Podcast. Please go to our website. It's twopeasonapod.com. Check it out. Check us out on Twitter at Two Peas on a Pod and subscribe via iTunes or Google Play. We hope to hear you listening. Is that, we can't we can't do that though, can we? No, we can do. It. We can hear them listening. Uh, we we hope to see that you listened via yes. our stats or whatever. We're everywhere. Uh, but check us out. Two peas right. on a podcast, guys. Hey, listener! If you've been enjoying the show and you want more show, there's one place you can go. It's our fan club. Join the fan club. It's at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. If you feel like giving back, if we made you laugh, you want to support the show, that's where you can go. And for as little as a dollar a month, you will get access to a whole bonus podcast feed. It's a whole separate feed just for our awesome supporters. Thank you guys for your continued support. Uh, You will get bonus episodes, early access to all the shows in the main feed for example this week new jock talk anthony their bottom is is very weak it's quite weak we got uh tj from voice from the underground (laughs) vfu represent that's awesome i love when uh you guys all hang out together and podcast yes uh we will also have in the patreon feed a bonus review this time it's john wick for Steve Lee. Talking nerd. Steve Lee, pick it up. Your order's here. Pick it up. Just for you. Done ding, and ding, done. Ding, ding. The, and the next, the day this show posts in the Patreon, early release of the next episode of the spinoff show. Bro, do you yeah. even podcast? Yes, he does. And a lot. Who is on this episode? Episode three, Anthony. Episode three is with Cheryl de Guzman, who's a name you haven't heard before, but she is a CrossFit coach and nutrition coach. And... Aspiring podcaster. Lovely person. Very lovely person. 
bunch of different things. Yeah. No. So there's, we're putting out so much fucking content, listeners. Six episodes this month alone. Sign up for the Patreon. That's like 12 cents an episode. We're putting out so much shit. It's value. You're getting There's value. There's so much. Uh, and uh, it's going to continue going. I'm very excited. Jockinair.com slash Patreon. All right, let's get. And listener, yes. wait, 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 wait. Yes. I know it's on Patreon, but you haven't actually mentioned it really all that much on the air. And if you have, you haven't emphasized it. But we have a new goal. Oh, yes. If you want to talk okay, about Okay, yes. Let, we've mentioned it once. Let me uh, just refresh our goals. One goal was if we make it to $300 a month, we will do a special thank you episode. So we hit that. Thank you nerd. so much. The next goal, if we reach $450 per month, we'll record one full bonus Patreon-only episode every month. Just one episode of us fucking around, whatever, more content. Now, if we hit that goal... <laughs> If we get to $600 per month, Anthony will give me a full makeover, top to bottom, taint we'll film it. to and asshole, we'll film it. and we will film it. I'll give him complete permission to do whatever he wants with my hair, my beard, whatever clothes you want, but we're going to need $600 a month to fund this little adventure, listener. We will film it. We'll make it like one of those fucking TLC reality shows, <laughs> like a makeover show, like our own version of Queer Eye for the Imran guy. Uh, and it will be, it'll be phenomenal. So everyone pull in, let's get to $600 a month. It's going to be worth it. Trust me. I need this, uh, makeover. I'm a dis- walking fucking yeah, disaster. You're, you're a disheveled mess for sure. Yes. Who ha- I gotta see this. Who has, uh, urination problems. Check out the Patreon for more information on that. All right. Let's get to the Doom Patrol pilot spoiler review. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Released on the DC Universe app, the third original series after Tittens and Young Justice Outsiders. That's just given us half of their season three. The other half's going to come later. Based on the Doom Patrol comic book by DC that was originally created by Arnold Drake, Bob Haney, Brumo Premiani. Uh, first appearance, My Greatest Adventure, number 80, in June of 1963. Now, here's our old saying at the show. DC does it first. Marvel does it better. Whether Stan was watching this or he knew this was going on, uh, I don't know. But Doom Patrol comes out June 1963. X-Men debuts September of 1963. Oh, shit. Mere months later in the same year. And they're both kind of similar. Doom Patrol, uh, admittedly. Kind of similar. A little, very similar. They both they both <laughs> got a leader in a wheelchair. And it's, it's like a three-month Gap. Yeah, both. leader in a wheelchair, creepy house, powers, fucked up family dynamic. With, yep, yeah, yep. little school for gifted. Uh, this is crazy. So the team has consisted of mary- various lineups from the comics. Uh, Robot Man Cliff Steele is the only one who has been on all the Doom Patrol incarnations. That's correct. So Elastigirl, Crazy Jane, uh, in this show have never been on the team. Actually, at the same time, uh, in the second episode, we're going to see Cyborg. He has not been in this show, but Beast Boy from Titans who we met Doom Patrol in the Titans as a spinoff with Beast Boy. He knew them. Mm-hmm. He's been on the show. So I wonder if they're going to bring him. There's a lot of dudes that used to be on this yeah, uh, like, Doom Patrol. They, they swap people out all the time. Like a rotating I want to see team. Flex Mentallo show up. Oh, Flex Mentallo. Uh, the cast on this is uh, pretty, pretty great. Leading off with Brendan Fraser as Cliff Steele, Robot Man. Uh, he's Cliff Steele in flashbacks, the voice of Robot Man. There's another guy playing actual Robot Man. Similar as Matt Bomer is playing Larry Trainer and voices uh, uh, Negative Man, but another guy is actually playing him. 
You got Alan Tudyk as the main bad guy, Mr. Nobody. April Bowlby as Elastigirl. Diane Guerrero as Crazy Jane. Timothy Dalton as uh, the Professor X character, Chief, uh, who's in a wheelchair. And, he's good. And he's good. And then we will get to see Joyvon jo- jo- Wade. Is that how you say it? As Cyborg. Anyways, this uh, this is only on the DC Universe app. Let's start with uh, opening thoughts. What did you think? I'm going to start with Anthony because I want to know what Anthony thought of the Dooms Patrol. So I didn't watch Titans other than the first episode. Oh, I was okay, completely okay. disgusted by Titans. Yes, you were turned off by the Titans. <laughs> Just something you probably uh, thought you'd never say that you were turned off by Titans. Yes, by the Titans. Yeah. Um, Titans for those <laughs> that aren't following. Apparently, this is connected to Titans. It's a spinoff of Titans. Yeah. Yes. Okay. There was a Doom Patrol episode. In like episode four or something or five. Where you got introduced to everybody except for Cyborg. Yeah. Got it. So and Crazy Jane. Titans, I didn't like. I've, uh, I didn't thought it stuck. I thought it just was overly violent and a little over the top. Doom Patrol. I will say the exact opposite. I Whoa. really enjoyed Doom Patrol. I thought. Uh, Whoa. The character, especially of Robot Man, is is super intriguing, super heartfelt. Um, really enjoyed what he's going through in the swerve. Um, I enjoyed the family dynamics of everything that was going on. I thought it was, everything was really well done. I enjoyed each character. Uh, my only critique just right off the bat is I thought they got to become a family way too soon. Yeah. They, the way they used that they became a, or the way they portrayed that they became a family was just the passage of years. And I would have liked to have seen. There was a time jump. Yeah, like just 13 time years. Time, where yeah. I would have liked to have seen them like interact with each other and more, and maybe not by the end of the first episode, they're already a team. But other than that, I really enjoyed the first episode, and I wish this wasn't released one episode weekly? at a time yes. weekly. Every Friday. I'm, I'm used to the binge culture. So. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna, I really liked it. We're going to have 10 episodes to get to know them, but I do agree that is they did this weird time jump where you assume they're just sitting around for 13 years. No one ages. And the episode itself isn't so much an episode. It's just like a series of vignettes introducing everyone, but I thought it worked. Rugs, that's what the comic is. Did, did it work for you, Rugs? This, that's the comic? Um, I think the first issue of uh, Doom Patrol, it's basically um, the doctor or whatever his name, the chief, chief. Like convincing Elastigirl and uh, the other people to join him mm-hmm. and be part of his thing, and and the way he does it is he kind of tells everybody their each story of each person, mm. kind of like you're all the same, you're all misfits, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And that's how he introduces the us to the Doom Patrol. Yeah. And it kind of, even though he's not telling the story, it's unfolding the same way. You're getting to see everyone's story, so that's kind of true to the comics, even though this team and this whole uh, version of Doom Patrol is like a kind of patchwork of all yeah. the different years, like some of the Grant Morrison stuff, some of the some of the, the really old stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's all kind of intertwined. So it's interesting. I did like it. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was it was fun. I I, so I I enjoyed. I was I was really I was really impressed. and kind of shocked at how much I liked it, and it was it's good. It's it's dark. It's funny. Uh, Brendan Fraser, uh, amazing, amazing performance. And it's kind of smart how they use him as kind of your point of view. And I mean, within the first like two minutes, you, you, you see Brendan Fraser's ass banging a girl. Oh, shit. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting right to see some titties. Oh, yeah. Right away. There's sex. There's swear words. So, you know, Titans, I did enjoy by the end. It got better. But they there was so much unnecessary swearing that even I was like, really? You're, that there's no need for the swearing. So I don't know if they're going to. Uh, tame it back a little for this, but I do enjoy that there's there's no restrictions. Can I, let me can I comment on that? Yeah, I think it's all about 
when it's appropriate for a show Titans that was a teenage, you know, basically a teenage children's show. The swearing feels forced. Whereas for a show called Doom Patrol, where it's about a fucked up, fucked up family and fucked up family dynamics. And each of these characters are coming from really scarred backgrounds. The swearing feels all right. Also, similarly, it's, it's, two characters doing the swearing. Yeah, and it's, yes. and it's the little girl, right? Yeah. That swears, yeah. and then the, occasionally some of the other characters might yell out a fuck or a shit. Brendan Fraser swears a lot. Yeah. yeah, but look, but he's like a he's like a, a race car driver. Yeah, yeah, he's nasty. I do love uh, similar to Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, Titans. We knew these characters, so they had some kind of expectations to live up to. I don't really know the Doom Patrol, and yeah. I love just being introduced to this version. Uh, so you honestly, you could do whatever you want with these characters, really. And I think they did a great job with this group, this family they put together. It, well, right. the show doesn't work unless you fall in love with Robot Man right yes. off the bat, the, and, and yes. I think you. For most people, you, they will enjoy a robot. I will say there's a lot of heart in Robot Man. There was a lot of heart in Elastic Girl. There's a lot of heart in all these people's backstories. Larry Trainer, uh, who they made gay for the show. I don't believe he's gay in the comic. No, but it adds another layer of you know think, misfits. Of yeah, being like thinking you're a monster, that you're an outcast. Uh, Crazy Jane, Diane Guerrero, great in this. Puts the fucking James McAvoy's the the horde to shame with 64 personalities. Uh, way more than well, his. I mean, you only see four. Yeah, well, I, but did, you don't want to know. So don't say that no. because James McAvoy he did a good did job. It he such, did like forty. And ama- yeah. these personalities that she had were were not that. I don't even remember what they were like. One was one was an asshole. One was just one was an nicer, asshole. Ham- hammerhead. It. One's a painter. It's the first yeah, episode. Yeah. Rugs. We're gonna meet yeah, more. Imran, you you kind of. You kind of went with a ton of hyperbole. Okay. They put also, yeah. well, just to like, yeah, uh, I'm like, whoa, 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 I'm just right. to take back what I said. Also, they have they do this little <laughs> like visual glitch to show you that it's a different personality instead of her just doing it through the acting. Did you notice that? There's like a little ring, and like, oh, this is another personality. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think they need to do that if she can pull off uh, the personality. Yeah, we, we only saw maybe two. I remember her being a bitch. Her being an asshole and then her being a painter. Her being yeah, they, they, they don't seem that separate. Yeah. yeah. We, we, so we've we seen see now Typhoid Mary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Horde and Painkiller Jane all on the set. No, 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 Painkiller Jane. Uh, Crazy Jane. Um, what am I th- saying? Painkiller Jane. Painkiller Jane. Hmm. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> I, what, what, that's a, isn't that a comic book? That's a movie. Yeah, it's, it's a, a comic, comic book. Painkiller Jane. Jane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all in the same year. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Within a calendar year. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I do love how the main villain, Mr. Nobody, is narrating the story. I love how the show is is aware. Alan Tudyk. Is that Alan Tudyk. Yeah. He even has a line. He goes, critics, what do they know? They're going to hate this show. Uh, he, the, he, This is like a weird self-aware meta-referencing kind of thing they're doing and uh mr nobody the effects of him when you see him at the end of the episode he's fucking weird looking it's it's disturbing but i thought it looked pretty good for the most part i mean the effects are okay yeah but it's such a the show is already kind of on its axis been you know tilted on its axis right enough it's so weird already it, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of works i feel like the effects is what is the biggest drawback i think really oh yeah i mean i wouldn't argue with that either the worst was the last girl as a blob going through down the street looked fucking well, horrible that's not Elastigirl. Right. Why is she a blob? I thought she... She's not supposed to yeah, be. What? She's supposed to be somebody that is basically like like Mr. Fantastic, but they basically took Mr. Fantastic and like Ant-Man and combined them. Like she can grow big or small. 
and, and she can also stretch if she wants. Wait, to. we saw remember, there was that one moment with Jane where she became this big fire thing. Remember? And he's like, "Oh, we're not doing that." And then she gets small again. I was like, "What the fuck just happened there?" It, they're, they're they're playing with the powers. I mean, yeah. for the Elastigirl, they're making it so that she's much more of a freak show. I, yeah, I love her backstory. How she's like the Audrey Hepburn and was always praised for her beauty, and then she just can't she hold herself together. Charging some dude because yes. he's missing an arm. That's yes. not from the comics either. It's a great layer. She's so vain, and now yeah, she is a, a hideous. You, mess. Do you like that change, Rugs? Um, I don't. I think it's unnecessary. But like, because like in the uh, in the comics. She's like this swimmer, like this like championship swimmer wow. that was an actress. Wow. And she wanted to do her own stunts, which is empowering, like a girl power thing. And then she does her own stunt in the in the in this African water or or I don't even know if it was in Africa. It was in a, in a river. The water thing's the same. With, with crocodiles. Yep. And uh she's she tries to outswim the crocodiles and then she gets uh thrust down the rapids where she lands in a place where it had this like noxious gas and that's what gave uh, her the powers. Well, it seems like there's a running theme with all at least the three of the characters that we saw get their powers where it's just all they were they were all kind of in fucked like up karmic, places. Yeah. yeah, and it was yeah. karmic accidents to give them the couple come up and Right, right after she like the you see the guys replaced, she falls into the water and she's drowning and then she knocks the block. Cuz even yeah. trainer Yes. Sorry, even tra- sorry to interrupt, but even trainer, you know, he's cheating on his wife. Right. Yeah. With that right. Dude. Right. In the Air Force or whatever, pli- the Pilots Academy. Yeah. So they're all getting some sort of comeuppance. That's a good point. These, these that's a, yeah, that's really awesome. Rita knocks a rock underwater and you see this green energy and, and it goes inside her. Larry's uh, trying to break through space in his fighter jet. And uh, he's like, there's something right else that, up that, here. Right, right before that, he was making out with some, with his dude and chasing, chasing or uh, cheating on his wife. Yeah. And so you get that comeuppance. And then Cliff Steele. I really loved how they showed good. you. His backstory. So he's just an asshole. He's cheating on his wife. He's hiding it in right right in front of her. Uh, I love when, and then he's at a race and his wife, and she leads in and she goes, crash and die, babe. <laughs> he's like, I love you too, babe. And they they cheat it. They initially, you think he crashes in this race and it cuts to, you know, his brain and this robot body and him realizing and freaking out. And Brendan Fraser's voiceover is just so good. It's so heartfelt. But then the slow reveal of what actually happened to him and his daughter and his wife. And I'll tell you the best, even worse. It's even worse than thinking like, uh, uh, that because uh, they were yeah. getting back together. Yeah. He was making things right. And they were on a path to hopefully make things better again. Freak accident kills them all. And the only thing that survives is his brain. And that's in like 1988. Then he wakes up at 95 to re- and to, and slowly starts to remember. And the chief tell, and it's, it's so heartbreaking. One of my favorite part of this episode wasn't like the action or the outdoor. It was Cliff Steele seeing his daughter making it up the steps and cheering. Like that fucking got me. I was like, wow, that's very emotional. Very well done. You buy it. Uh, this fucking robot man trying to climb the stairs. He, he's great. the center. He's the center of the show so far. Yeah, he does. He does a really good job uh, moving forward. I can't wait to see more Literally, moving yeah. forward. Moving, so what, do you think moving about, forward. what do you think about the main crux of the show being in a, uh, in, in a person that can't really emote? I think, I think it's intriguing. Yeah. Cause it, you the, find it to be intriguing. Yeah. Cause it's, it's something different. I don't, I, we haven't really seen many characters that haven't been able to emote. Well, I, I I'll, think, go ahead. I'll throw this out there. Uh, it is intriguing that he's pulling it off, but just so you know, uh, Robot Man can put his brain into different bodies. Oh, oh so he's shit. got. Oh, I don't know if they're going to give him that option. Mm. That's why I was th- kind of fishing for that. Uh, I don't know if uh, they should he, do that yet. 
Yeah. No, I, I like, could spend uh, the whole season with him. Be- if you look at the comics, Robot Man looks always looks different. And the and the thing that they always say is like, yeah, he can upgrade his body. He can put into put his body into multiple different things. But he always goes back to like maybe one or two models. This is version he like one. Feels, feels like his skin yeah. to him. This is version one that the chief built, obviously. And he wasn't sure it was going to work. But they do do a great job of making you feel bad for him because he's constantly saying he's like, look, I can't fuck. I can't eat. I can't shit. I can't smell shit. Like, this is a nightmare. This is hell. And then I love what she's smoking a joint. He's like, oh, I'd fuck that joint up. <laughs> and she blows <laughs> it in his face. It's like anything. He's like, nothing. Like, you feel bad for him trapped yeah, in do. that body. It's like he's playing a video game of his life. Yes. Yeah, and that's all he could see. And they could turn him off whenever they want. I mean, he's the character I, I like the most. The other characters, I'm st- I haven't come around just yet. On it was a weird jump that time jump they did because now these people clearly they know how to use their powers and we didn't really get to well, see just, that. that. It's not even that. It's just I didn't. Partic- it didn't resonate with me that they would become a team yet because I haven't seen them interact with each other enough to to be right. have this family thing right. going and on. And then Jane just shows up as like a new character. Yeah, they're all when you know they're all, when they're on the bus and like we're gonna turn around. Who who's with me? And yeah. everyone, ra- both of them, raise their hand. I'm yeah. just like. I haven't seen enough on screen that you actually give a fuck about. But I, I was like, no, you got to go back for Cliff, man. Go get him. You don't split up and the band. It's a little ambiguous on what they're. So what's coming to town? What are they fighting? See, we don't we don't know yet. It's mis- I know it's a nice, yeah. little, nice little mystery, but I was also there's a donkey that farts and then you see Mr. Yeah, Nobody. That was fucking silly as shit. Yeah, apparently, that's some symbol that Cliff from an old he keeps. He was hinting at an old enemy has found him because of what they did. They chief, left, yeah. yeah, the chief, and then he shows up in the in the bus, and he's like, "It's co- I don't know what's coming, but he looks creepy." And like, I kind of want to know what the fuck. Hap- well, you see what happened to him in the beginning. They do his little prologue, but I'm Alan he, he subjected himself to an experiment in Paraguay. Yeah, and he's like, "If I do that, I would have done this a long time ago." <laughs> Clearly loving it, and we so we didn't get to see Cyborg. He is part of the team. Um, hopefully, we see him. I believe next episode, but I. Look, I love the body horror aspect of some of this episode. Another great moment for me was Elastigirl, where he finally picks up the street and stops her, and she's dripping over, and she's a mess, and she's just like, I want to go home now. And he's like, okay, we could do that. Like, I felt the, I felt her. I felt her just like, I'm a freak. I don't want people to, you know, they, they didn't want to go out because they're freaks. But even Cyborg's costume, if you look at this promo thing, I'm kind of interested to see how this, like, actual prosthetic it's going to fit in. I think it's going to fit in much better than like the fully CGI Justice League. I just, I just feel like that he's like Robot Man's, you know, he's got no humanity left in him. At least Cyborg's got a little bit of humanity left in him. So I don't know. It's weird. It's going to be a weird di- a dichotomy of both of them. I was thinking the same thing. Oh, it's weird having two robot yeah. characters on the same show. Well, it's going to see how they position Cyborg, like as his foil, where maybe Cyborg, you know, has, has done with humanity, even though he's more human. Yeah. Then Cliff and Cliff just wants to do right. There's got to be an angle they got to go after. And so net negative man is all burned up. What's his deal? Does he he was kind of charging up and I didn't know what his power man. Basically, oh, he he drops limp. Yeah. And then he leaves his body in like that electrical form in an energy form. So what, is, is, what did he do in this episode? But the reason why he uh, supposedly in the comics, the reason why he's got bandages on yeah. is to keep the radiation in. Oh, he's bound with some kind of radiation proof bandages so that he doesn't poison everyone else. Yes. I was kind of confused as to what he did in this episode where he dropped and the energy went. But like, what 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 was he trying to do? And then he was just back again. So, yeah, they didn't really they didn't really explain can, that. Like he can pretty much like 
uh, he he could like get like the vision. He can like go through things. He can make himself intangible. Cool. He can like uh, make things explode. Things like that. What do you guys think of the music choices? I like some of them. I thought some of them. I don't were, remember. Yeah, I don't remember. We're maybe on the nose. Uh, look. The, yeah, they had the doors. The doors. People that. are strange. Really, really. Uh, it's a little bit on the nose. I gotta say the the uh, Umbrella Academy, Deadly Class, and this. Uh, very good music picks already. And a lot of these Umbrella Academy, I have a Spotify playlist and Deadly Class Spotify playlist. They're up there. They're very good. Great, like 80s nostalgia and Umbrella Academy has a bunch of great, great songs. Uh, and but this was pretty good, pretty good use of music. Do you guys think this is the best uh, series from DC what we've seen so it's far? It's different. Yeah. I think it's well done uh, and it's written well to a, a degree as far as characters i don't know about uh how they the plot is gonna go yeah. out but i think the characters like robot man's a really strong character you really feel for him so um that's that's a big strength so uh i do think it's different and i do think it's worth uh checking out i don't know how it's gonna unfold and if it's gonna remain to be intriguing but i'm gonna definitely check out uh I said this about Titans. Titans, yes. We we I ended up watching the whole thing. So yeah. I'm probably gonna be in for this. Like, who knows? <laughs> I I feel like this is better than the Titans. Oh, Titans already. is a mess. Yeah. Titans is a mess. Titans. And uh <laughs> yeah. how do you compare these to like that shows on the Arrowverse? This is uh this is more of a Netflix level. I don't know if you can compare them. I don't know. I mean the first season of Arrow was actually pretty good. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I enjoyed cool. yeah. I enjoyed CW for a bit. This is definitely a different tone though. I mean if you're comparing this is Definitely about a little bit more fucked up shit than CW really ever wants to get into. They can get yeah. more adult and more. There's boobs. Yeah, there's, there's boobs. boobs yeah. There's swearing. And and answer there's your joints. question about this being the best ever. I can't because I didn't watch Titans. <laughs> I like this better than the first episode of Titans. Okay, that works. And, and I'm intrigued enough to want to consider watching all of this when it comes out at the end. In 10 weeks. Yes. When it's done. Yes. Every Friday it'll be coming out. I'll be watching. I'm kind of, I, I, I'm really. Every Friday? Uh, yeah. So, new episodes okay. episode come out two tomorrow. will be out when yes. this is released. Yep. There will be two episodes. I'm in on this. I'm going to try to keep up with this. I'm going to try to keep up with the Deadly Class. I'm going to try to finish the Umbrella Academy. Jeez. Uh, I'm just excited that we have these weird comic book-based TV shows on right now. Uh, you know, some non-superhero, different stuff. Proves that the medium has a lot to give still. And uh, this kid, it's almost like the audience is going through what we went through as readers, where you you kind of get bored of reading the superhero stuff, and you get really turned on when you see something weird and indie and uh, just different, uh, and it and it reinvigorates you for comic books again. Because nope. what do you think? Yeah, Luke? comics are a great medium. Yeah. There's so many things more than just superheroes. Yes. There, and we're seeing a lot of more. Yes, some of the best stuff isn't superhero stuff. And even though uh, somebody might hold a gun to your set head and say that the, the X-Men Phoenix saga is the best. <laughs> like a deadly uh, class. Yes. That's not always the case. So uh, there are some great indie comics. There's Vertigo stuff. There's so many things that are not your typical superhero Dark comic Horse. that are So that I believe amazing. Umbrella Academy, Deadly Class, both from Dark Horse. Right. And uh, yeah, Doom Patrol being your weird DC stuff. And if that wasn't enough content to keep up with, listener, there's one more. The Boys will be premiering next month on Amazon, which is produced by Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg. The guys who brought you Preacher are doing The Boys. And uh, that one also looks very interesting. I'm going to check it out. So I would recommend this. I mean, 
Is it is this worth it to sign up for the app? I guess that's the big question. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. We need two more shows at least. I, I would recommend checking this out if there wasn't the paywall in front of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's too early to tell. I think this has got a lot of potential. I can't wait to see where it goes. Uh, get the app, listener. Just get it. There's uh, you get stuff. You can read comic books. They got Doom Patrol. I was reading some of the Doom Patrol comic so you're books. You're recommending the app. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, you, you're 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 recommending. I'm it recommending it, not. especially now with Doom Patrol. Like this is a great show. But like, let's be real. How often do you use the Only app? Only when I watch the shows. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's pointless. I got to you're, watch the Young Justice. Yeah, the let's Tittins, let's quantify this. You're only app. using the app for one hour a week. Occasionally, if I'm bored, like, I bring it up on the 49-inch TV and I read comics. It's kind of fun, but that's like, very rare. If you could do this, you could just get a month yeah. when everything's out, yeah. when all the episodes have come yes. out, watch all the episodes, could, and then yes. uh, cancel your subscription and do it again yeah. when the next show comes out. You could pretty much do that. Well, you can pay month to month, too, like, you know, and cancel any But that's time. what I'm saying. Yeah, it's just, not worth having the app. Right. It's really not. Right. It's like I keep Netflix on in, in, in perpetuity because- there's always shit on there. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. fucking tune in tonight and there'll be something I've never seen before on there. That's why Netflix is killing it in the streaming game. And they're, you know, that's going to take a long time for them to get no, anywhere. I can't close. recommend the DC app. No, not even yet. if the shows are good. Mm. There's not enough there. <laughs> I like that. Now you've convinced everyone to go. Well, nope, not yet. Don't don't no, buy the I'm app. Still, I'm saying get the app, but they're not going to be able to keep up. Netflix as a head start. And, you know, even like Hulu is close to being a standard thing for a lot of people. I think a lot. And even Amazon Prime. Let's can I dive into this just yeah. one more? So yeah. Why do you recommend the app? Because I think the fact that they offer comic books is makes it unique. Okay, fine. And all, but they don't offer all the comic. But books. But they offer a lot of comic books. Like no, you, you can't not, possibly they, read everything they have on there. But they don't offer all. They, they don't offer. They don't act in 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 perspective. They don't actually offer that many. They are comic adding. Books. There's more, a shit though. ton of decent comic books, and they they take some stuff off all the time. But they're adding more. We had that press release where they're going to double their comic books on the app, and there's weekly releases. Plus, yeah, but I still don't think it's worth it. <laughs> I don't. All right. I what don't if you think love Batman it. and you want to watch all like the Batman cartoons? Is it worth it then? But have you watched them? No, exactly. Because you've seen them. Yes, but some people like to watch them again. I don't know. Well, I I okay. I would be sad to miss the show. I really love this first episode of Doom Patrol, but that's already because we had the app already. Yeah. And uh, you know, and we're here yeah. to uh, review they, these. There's, I think there's work to be done as yeah. well. Oh, of course, they need to. As I said, they need to put like three or four more shows on. Yeah. Uh, at least. Well, we're, there's going to be Swamp Thing. There's a Harley Quinn adult cartoon. They, well, they also, I think they got to put. Yeah, but they're doing it piecemeal. Yes, they are, yeah. and they're stringing you along every week. Yeah. So you stay on that. So you're basically paying for one show at a uh, time. every few, yeah. Uh, yeah. every six months. Yeah. Well, I think they need to put their movies on. They don't even have all their their li- they don't have their entire library up yet. They have a lot of bad DC well, superhero yeah, <laughs> movies. Like if I there. like if I pay for like uh, HBO, right? I get fucking movies. I get tons of series. I get tons of different stations of HBO. But do you get comic books? All right, now you get one. <laughs> See. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they're old a lot of them are old comic books yeah but it, it's just convenient to like oh i haven't read this i never read this i'm gonna pull it up on the thing i don't know i think it's cool i think the comics are cool all right Imran. i recommend right. dc we're sponsoring sponsor the show I don't know. i'd recommend the show checking out the first episode if you already have the app how yeah. about that yeah yeah and watch umbrella academy all right guess what it's time for everyone 
It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. That's what I call a fully produced bumper. Excellent. Well done, Rugs. Yeah, right. hold on. All right. Let me turn around. This is the segment where I pull things from the Jack and Nerd Nation. So if you want to be part of the show, listener, you got to join the nation. Uh, a lot of people posted this next announcement. John Campbell, Lenny Romero, Jess Rivera. Chris Hemsworth is going from playing Thor to playing Hulk. Oh, shit. What? Is Mark Ruffalo out? No. He's playing Hulk Hogan in a Netflix biopic directed by the Joker director, Todd Phillips, wow. Geek boner. Uh, what is your reaction to this, fellas? I kind of like this. I think it's a good move. I mean, who else are you going to get to play fucking Hulk? I mean, he's he's a big dude. Chris Helmworth is a big dude, so I think it's a good match as far as physically. I don't know. I guess he could probably pull it off. I'm pretty confident in this uh, casting. Anthony, do you want to see a biopic about the rise of Hulkamania? Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. <laughs> no, I can't go more than that. I can't get any more than that. Um, yeah, sure. I like. I mean, I was a Hulkamaniac as uh, as a kid. I loved Hulk Hogan. As an adult, uh, he's kind of made some questionable decisions. Terry, Terry, what are you doing, Terry? I I didn't know he was uh, had such thoughts about black people. But anyway, surprising. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think this. It. I don't know what kind of what they're going for in terms of this. Is it a biopic? Is that what you're calling it's a, it? Yeah, it's a biopic about. So uh, I don't know yeah. if it's going to be, you know, if it's going to get into that dark side of him or if it's just going to be you know, nah, vitamins and rainbows. But um, I was a Hulkamaniac and Chris Hemsworth's a big guy, not nearly as big as Hulk Hogan. So I'm curious to see how big he's going to he get. He is going to have But to I am up. intrigued by the entire thing because I, I grew up a Hulkamaniac along with a, you know, an ultimate warrior and a macho man guy. So I was, hopefully we get to see all those old wrestlers back with somewhat famous actors playing them because that would be just fucking bonkers insane. Right, I think for guys our age, like Hulkamania was huge. It was amazing. The whole world knew about Hulk Hogan and I was totally all in too. He made WWE what it is. Yes. Vince McMahon was smart. I watched a short video on the WWE uh, website. It was like a three-minute video about the rise of Hulkamania. So January 1984, Madison Square Garden, he defeats the Iron Sheik and that... That's it. He fucking the stardom, the rise goes there from 84 to 88. Fucking Hulk Hogan was everywhere. Uh, and I loved watching uh, the cartoons. Uh, I loved the junkyard dog and the Iron Sheik and Andre the Giant and Jimmy Superfly. Stuck out. These were like superheroes. Uh, when yeah, the figures came out. Yes. The action Remember figures. Horrible rubber figures. <laughs> the stretchy ones, right? No, they were just big rubber figures that you. they were just they're in. They were locked in one pose. Yeah. And people bought them. You couldn't really. They do were it. shitty figures. <laughs> I, I had the uh, Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior pillow figures, where they were oh, giant yes, cutouts. Yes, where them flexed in their muscles and stuffed. Could, yeah, yeah, stuffed. Yeah. with cotton. You could those. have sex with them. And I and I butt fucked. Oh, <laughs> Hulk Hogan. They were on everything. They, they actually butt fucked me. <laughs> there was a. And they there was there was a weird Chucky situation. There was a penis attachment to the. Yeah. I feel like that. Uh, 
they're my predecessors. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, Let I, me I, tell you something, Mean Gene. You got to take your vitamins. That's pretty good. <laughs> Comments from... He always loved stuffed people like me. <laughs> Comments from the nation. Alex James says, Brohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. It's pretty good. John Bellotti Jr., I am sold in capital letters. <laughs> of course. He's all in. John Campbell, big question is who will be the absolute maniac to play the one and only Macho Man Randy Savage? What about Leap Lanny Poffo? No, 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 Lanny. That's Randy Macho Man's brother. Yeah. He was a wrestler. Oh my god, I never heard of him. Uh, clearly, no nobody has. Was was he like the? Was he like an intelligent guy? Was he like the the the, the scholar? What was his name? I forgot. Lenny Poffo. He had like a. He had so many. He tried to make something stick so bad. Like he tried like uh, multiple personalities, and they always just tanked. And like Randy Rochman Savage always was the big uh, the big star. I remember. I do remember. I don't. I don't really remember his brother all that much. Oh, Lanny Puffo. <laughs> yes. Better known by his ring names, oh, Leap yeah. and Lanny Puffo. He did. I remember they had him as a fucking scholar. Yeah, he's known yeah. as the genius. Yes. Yeah, the genius. Yeah. That was. Uh, he's the Canadian. He looks nothing like Randy. No. Macho Man. <laughs> His tan. He grew up in Downers shape. Grove, Puffo. Puffo. Downers Grove, Illinois, lives in Florida. Hmm. Huh. Poor Lenny Puffo. Lanny. Lanny. So Randy, Ma- he's Randy Puffo. Randy Puffo. That's his real name. Yes. And Randy Lanny, Puffo. Just like Hulk's real name, it's Terry Bolia. Terry. Yes. Uh, Daniel Nosker says uh, Anthony should play Macho Man. He's got yeah. the voice down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see you do the Macho Man. Oh, yeah, brother. We got the beat goes on, and the beat goes on. I'm going to get up on the top roof, and I'm going to give you the elbow drop there, brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, give me a Hulk Hogan. Chris Hemsworth is Hulk Hogan going, bring me Thanos, brother. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Bring me Thanos there, brother, and I'm going to do it for all the Hulkamaniacs out there. So good. Yes, I love it. It's so good. That was kind of a combination of Hulk and... I I can do both, though. Bracho Man... Oh, Jake Roberts, I'm going to get that snake out here, brother. I'm going to have it bite me right on the arm. We're going to make big money there, brother. We're going to yeah. do this. Jake, give me that snake. Jake, <laughs> That's a great give me the story snake. on Joe Rogan. But first, oh, you got to make sure that snake's got no venom in it. <laughs> Just Google Jake the Snake on Rogan. Oh, yeah. Mach- um, Where's my voice yeah, doing Randy man. Macho Man? It's an amazing story. Uh, Boss Logic, the, the tremendous Photoshop Photoshopper fan artist who's been doing fan art for many, many years, put out this uh, uh, image, composited image of Chris Hemsworth from an, uh, a movie, but he just added, he's wearing a bandana. He just recolored it. Apparently that mustache he had in the movie. And it's it's pretty, it looks pretty good. But it's all right. Hemsworth, it's not his best work. No. Well, he like, obviously like this just got announced. He threw this right. together, but he had to, yeah, he had Hemsworth to make it had to, he's, He's gonna have to get a lot bigger. He's gonna have to get a lot bigger. Yes. Right. Right now he's big. Yes. But he's he's skinny big. But like you know, he's, he's got the he's still got the athlete's length on him. Hulk Hogan was just fucking big. I mean, in Rocky, he towers over Sylvester Stallone. He's yeah. fucking I think we're huge. Pythons, twenty four inch. Twenty four. I got the 
24-inch <laughs> pythons. Oh, that's Hulk. That's Macho Man. See, I'm, I'm confusing. You can, you yeah, he did have 24-inch. 24-inch python. Fuck, he's weighed like, in the, in the announcement, he's like, they're like he weighed 320 they, pounds. They build him at 6'7", 320. 6'7", 320. He wasn't that big. He was probably like 6'4", 6'5", but probably and, about 290. Okay, but they were they saying, always yes, exaggerated okay, the they're weight. they're adding on. I see. I was like, 320? Holy fuck. He was big. He was big. Uh, he wasn't a small guy. Who's going to put a tape measure next to him? Yes. Nobody. Yeah, no, he's like, get the fuck well, out of here, they brother. Wear lifts in their wrestling shorts but the, so i am curious to see if they have macho man ultimate warrior you and andre the giant they, like they who's have gonna to play these they guys? have to have these characters but yeah he's a guy that blew up in wwe pro wrestling blew what it wide a, open what if they got a black guy to play macho man wouldn't that be hilarious oh macho man i oh as a kid yeah i, I thought macho man was black you thought he was black i thought really? he was a black guy i never thought he was, he black was guy. so freaking tan and his hair was curly he looked purple he was like he was so tan he was purple all the time well isn't what what is Papo? Uh, what is that? Lanny Papo, Italian, Polish, uh, Italian, American right? Catholic, it's, and Jewish American, Italian oh, American, wow. Italian American, oh. and Jewish American, Papo, and Canadian. They were born in Canada. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was a black guy as a kid. I I could <laughs> not believe hilarious. that he was white. <laughs> well, also, you know what they say about Italians? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're close to Sicily. So you're from Sicily, huh? Let yeah. me tell you something. Uh, Give me one of those Chesterfields. Have Michael B. Jordan play Randy Macho Man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Who could play the Macho Man? Lucas like Lee. So Boss Logic did one with Lucas Lee. Who's Lucas Lee? Who's Lucas Lee? I don't know, but he did. I think the Rock is, is too, too big. Too much. No, and he's too much of the Rock. The Rock is yeah. already a pro wrestler. Oh, Lucas Lee is a fictional character from uh, Scott Pilgrim versus oh, the World. Chris guy. Evans. What about Chris Evans? Yeah. Is Macho Man Sandwich? Oh is the Macho Man? <laughs> that doesn't work. What about what if it was like what if it was like a really ridiculous uh like Ooh, yeah. uh, Mario Lopez? <laughs> oh, my God. oh, he could work. He's tan enough. No, he's too short, isn't he? Uh, you put him in lifts. He's tan enough. Macho Man was shorter. Yeah. And the, beat goes on. <laughs> the beat goes on. I, the beat dude, goes on. I love these biopics. Also, have you seen the trailer for The Dirt? The four hour Motley Crue Netflix biopic starring Machine Gun Kelly as Tommy fucking Lee. Well, that's that is an out there cast. The wow. It's a four. Wait, it's a four I hour believe, movie. I heard it was four hours. The trailer is out. It looks amazing. The Dirt. It's called The Dirt, based on the book The Dirt, written by the band. I heard the book is fucking crazy, and it's uh, from the trailer in the, oh, the movie. Those guys were on another oh, yeah. level. The, in the movie 80s. looks amazing. Like I can't wait to watch that wow. biopic. That's, if you want to see yes, Tommy Lee. yes, you want to see, uh, you want to know a story about a band that fucking did a lot of drugs. Fucked a lot of girls. Were just fucking out of control, crazy at the height of everything. People throwing themselves at it, at them, them just being complete scumbags. That you know, misogynist as as can be. Yeah. This is uh, the story, the book that you got to read. Well, yeah, can you believe? Dirt, I didn't know right? this. Yeah, the fucking uh, Ramsey Bolton is Mick Mars. Oh, really? That guy yeah. who was also in Inhumans. Yep. Uh, holy shit! No, dude, that trailer looks great. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, excited to watch that fucking biopic too. I, I, love I, these I might watch it because I wasn't a Motley Crew, obviously a fan of Motley. Crue. Me neither. I, I know their music. I wasn't a big fan, but it, I mean, how can you not want to watch the debauchery? Is pour some sugar on me? Is that kickstart your heart, man? No, kickstart my no. heart. That's uh, Doctor Feel Doctor Feel Good. Kickstart uh, your heart and uh, a bunch of other songs. Kickstart your heart is that's Motley Crue. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They, and then Feel they good. also started with the drummer in the cage that would spin up in the air and shit and all that crazy yeah, shit. Wild side. Yeah, 
I was never into the crew. I was never into that well, hair how, metal. What is uh, uh, Rugs? What is their legacy? Are they like the '80s hair band, or one of the, or where? Well, I think what happened was Guns N' Roses came and fucking just took away everything. Like, like they were at the Molly Crew was about theatrics and glam and like wearing makeup and shit and and hairspray and stuff. And then all of a sudden, um, Guns N' Roses came and they were wearing just like they had they had their hair a little more manly. They were they were more masculine. masculine, Yeah, they were like not trying to do dancing and shit or whatever the fuck that was going on over there. And uh. They pretty much took the crown from the, the, but they were like the band for like a while. Motley Crue, like the most badass, like the most like fucking uh, drug taking, drinking, girl having sex with band around. They were like they were like the rock gods, right up until Kurt Cobain comes out with Nirvana and changes the whole fucking scene of rock. it went Instantly. from Molly Crue yeah. to Guns N' Roses yes. to Kurt to Cobain. Kurt Cobain that was the, and that was that it. was the progression. Yep. And you can see it. Happened because, very quickly. Because um Guns N' Roses is a lot more accessible. It's almost like a grunge. It's almost like an album. It's Alice in Chase, between. Almost. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, they still um, have the long ass rock ballads, but then they got the fucking badass yeah. distorted guitar rock riffs. Yeah. But Anthony, they, were, have, they were the bridge group. Have you ever heard Girls, 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 yeah, Girls? Yeah, that's that Molly that's Crew. them smoking in yeah. the boys' room, 85. So from like 85 to 89, Dr. Feelgood, Wild Side, you mentioned. Uh, I, was, I wasn't not. Shout out the devil. Not, yeah, yeah. I was not a huge into that whole scene, but I will watch this movie. Uh, going back to Boss Logic for a second, he got a shout out on Jimmy Fallon the other night. This guy who's just been doing fan art, who's, who's people know on the internet. Jake Gyllenhaal was on and he brought a photo of him and like it's the bubble boy with Deadpool and Hugh Jackman. And he's like, Boss Logic. And then Jimmy made fun of his name and turned him into like a Serbian guy. He's like, Baslogic? What's this guy, Baslogic? So now it's a running <laughs> joke that his new name is Nikolai Baslogic. And people are emailing him as Nikolai Baslogic. But good for him <laughs> as a fucking internet content artist guy to get a fucking huge shot. Look, we got Gilbert Gottfried paid to say our name. This motherfucker's got Fallon. Blow, blow it up his spot. It's amazing. Yeah, it's on another level. That's what we need. We need Jimmy Fallon to be like, what is this Jack and Nerd podcast with this fucking puppet? <laughs> what the fuck? All right, Ray O'Neill uh, comments, Anthony, love Jesus. the newest spinoff show. Keep up the good work to you and Matt Delhauer. So people are taking the spinoff show, Anthony. I like it. Good, good. I appreciate that. And more's coming. I have a shit ton of guests lined up. That hopefully you guys find interesting. And if you don't, just keep listening to Jack and Nerd. You got, we're giving out, we're pushing out tons of content. We're birthing lots of content podcast babies over here. Uh, Joe Henry has sent in a review of Alita. It's spoiler free, but I think it's good for people who are undecided, maybe sitting on the fence about watching this movie. You guys, do you want to hear his review? Go ahead. All sure. Right, there yeah. we go. It's good. Yeah. Good stuff. Let's do it. Hey guys, this is Joe Henry, and this is my spoiler-free review for Elite Battle Angel. I just want to start off by saying that I really love this movie. I enjoyed it so much that I've actually seen it twice. The first time I saw it was in IMAX 3D. The second time was in Dolby. The film was based on the manga of the same name in the short anime film. Um, From what I've read, uh, James Cameron took a lot of inspiration from the comics and that anime film to write the screenplay for this movie. Robert Rodriguez uh, stepped in and actually directed the movie, and I think he did an excellent job. The movie flows really well. Uh, What's great about it is he did a lot of the sets practically, 
And I, I bet you that's where a good portion of the $170 million budget went. But what this accomplishes is a very immersive and believable world. The story is crafted in a way that as the audience, you learn about this world as Alita does. And she's played perfectly by Rosa Salazar. CGI and mocap are first rate, and you believe Alita is a real cyborg in every scene, in my opinion. The rest of the cast is great also. Christoph Waltz is Dr. Ito. Ed Screen, a.k.a. Francis from Deadpool, is a pawn. Marshall Ali as uh, Vector. Uh, I'm starting to really enjoy him a lot. He's been great in a lot of other things, like uh, True Detective Season 3. Rounding out the cast is James Earl Haley as Gruishka and Jennifer Connelly as Shirin. I left out Keenan Johnson as Hugo for part of the negatives about this film, along with uh, my feelings that uh, Jennifer Connelly's character, Shirin, should have gotten some more screen time to flesh out her character better. Um, overall, the movie is fun. It's engaging. I enjoyed the mystery of learning whether where Alita came from, learning about her fighting skills, you know, why she's uh, so powerful. The world building in this movie is great and it leaves you wanting more. Uh, I think most of the audience in the reviews that I saw you know, state something similar to that. Currently the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is around 93% positive. The critic score is around 60%, which, you know, I, I don't always agree with the critics for a lot of films. I, I think that, Everyone that likes sci-fi, likes, you know, Japan anime, manga, should go see this film and hit me up on the Facebook if you want to talk about the film, discuss it further. Let me know what you think. Talking nerd! I kind of want to see this movie now. I uh, I enjoy sci-fi I mean, and action. I'm pretty sure it's visual. It's I feel like it's it's going to be a lot like Aquaman. Visually stunning, but maybe a Visually little Visually stunning, empty. but if you think about it, it's probably not the greatest. But, um... Uh, I know that James Cameron has been wanting to make this movie for a long time, and um, he stuck to the com to the comics and the in the anime. Um, not like a hundred percent, but uh, the essence is there. So um, I think that um, the bulk of the reviews that I've he- I he- I hear is that that this movie promises something and doesn't deliver on it. Ah, uh. like with the world building. Like it sets up something that you want to see, but then you get never get to see it. Um, but I think that they also say that the action sequences are fucking top notch, and the effects are top notch, and everything's top notch. So, I mean, I'd go see a movie, even though I know that it's probably not going to be the perfect movie if it's going to have something that um, is worth the price of admission, you know. So I think that the action might be worth it. So I would probably check it. Anthony, out. did he sway you either way? No, not really. I, I mean, it does. It does look like it will be a beautiful movie for sure in terms of visual cinematography. Um, f- quite frankly, I just don't have the time to go out and see this movie. I didn't realize that there's a lot of practical sets and effects like that. That intrigues me and kind of makes I don't me want to go see it. Excuse me. Okay, you will not take the time. Well, uh, I'm gonna, if I get around to it, I'll, I've heard to see that IMAX 3D hey, is you probably watch the it best. Run, yeah. Throw a Patreon review up. All right. I might go All see right, it. Maybe me and you also then. We'll do a Patreon review or we'll do it uh, we'll do segment on the show. Yeah, we'll do instant reactions. Uh, I'll Definitely check it out. do instant reactions. So Rotten Tomatoes right now, 59%, 6 out of 10. Critic score. Audience score, 94%. Audiences are digging it. Audience loves everything. Audience, not, but sometimes it's opposite. 
uh, you I, know? For the most part, it seems like the audience is just a bunch of robots. <laughs> yeah, it well, does. It's a it's female, a, uh, no one's talking about it. It's a female lead movie. Yeah. Female lead action movie. Of a bad, right? bad is she action. female? I mean, not real. Well, no. <laughs> not real. She's a mocapped off a real female, I, I guess. And the eyes apparently work. Uh, Money-wise, here's where it stands. Like he said, $170 million budget. Uh, it made $28 million opening Oof. weekend. Yeesh. It's made $47 million domestically. But get this, $103 million foreign giving it a worldwide total of $150 million. So international box office doing well. Of course, if this is spectacle and its action is escapism, it's probably going to do real well if for the international box office. What's coming out this weekend? It was also number one at the box office this weekend. So it may right. not have uh, anything. This past weekend, you mean? This past weekend. So it may not have anything to uh, go up against it. I don't know what's coming out this Valentine's weekend. Valentine's Day weekend is a bad weekend. Except for that one year where they put the Deadpool out and it fucking killed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, in the February. And also Black Panther came out like a year ago. Well, Deadpool has got so much more cachet than, yeah, than Alita. Than Alita. Uh, and that's the thing. It's not, I don't think a lot of people know what it is. I uh, uh, hey, uh, go see it. Maybe go see it. Yeah. Yeah, go see Maybe it. go see it. Okay, last thing. Uh, comment from Manny J. Miller. Kind of confusing comment. I don't know what he's talking about. Here he says, I'm writing to start a petition in order to see the main puppet, the enigma, the myth, rug boy in the living flesh. Maybe I'm alone in this, but when I hear someone's voice, especially on the radio, I want to see what they look like to see if the image in my mind matches them. Never does. I propose 35 likes on this post or two speak pipes sent in before next episode, and we get a candidate of our favorite puppet. Anyone else interested? Uh, we know what he looks like, Matt J. Miller. This yeah, photo is there. Yeah, what are you smoking? I don't Go understand. on Instagram. You see him with me. Yes, there's yeah. the three of us in height order on our Instagram. Rugboy is actually taller than me, but shorter than Anthony in that photo. And that's actual accurate height order. I don't. This really confused Chris Marin because Marin was like, wait, isn't that him? Isn't this the picture? He's like, isn't this just, it's like Sesame Street? Like the characters are the, the puppets are the characters. Yes, that's absolutely yeah. correct. That's it. If you're trying he's, to, he's not a character. He's, he's not a character. He's human, a living, a low puppet, breathing, felty puppet, a sentient being. Maybe uh, I'll go yeah. along with this. Right there, you go. See, oh. uh, I told him go to YouTube <laughs> if you want to actually see me in like in like moving motion and not a picture. You can go to YouTube and you can see our old labs see and I'm there. Pictures. You will see a video of him, his whole puppet yeah. self. Uh, yeah, there was a. <laughs> Why is this confusing? I don't me? know. Like when people go, I want to see Elmo. Yeah, they see Elmo. Yeah, you want to see Big Bird? That's fucking Big Bird. Yeah, uh, you see him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fiddlesticks thought maybe it was Eddie Murphy. Uh, is the puppet master? <laughs> we had some. Yeah, someone. Uh, yeah, it's Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Fiddlesticks also thought Fred Rogers faked his death so he could be a puppet. Well, Eddie Murphy used to live in the area, so yeah, uh, it's possible. But, yeah. He was uh, Mr. Robinson's Eddie neighborhood. Let, yeah. All I ask of Eddie Murphy is just one more comedy special. Do one oh like back to his roots? Yeah, just go raw, on stage delirious. one time and record it. Holy shit! I think he's he's be too scared to say some fucked up jokes these days. I don't know. Yeah, and now it's you not think he'd time. be scared? Yes, I think. I don't now, think he'd be scared. Now, like, what, what's, what? what's he doing? But this is why he hasn't done anything in so long. That's what I'm saying. He, he has yeah, nothing I mean, to like, lose. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, but he has nothing to gain. From no, it either. he's gonna tarnish his fucking brilliance no, from when he, he was. Uh, he wouldn't tarnish. The real fans would be like, "That's fucking classic, Eddie." If Eddie came out like he did in Raw and Delirious again, I talk about his dad and shit. I kind of would love that, but he's got a family now. He's a different person. 
He's working on Beverly Hills Cop 4, apparently. And Coming to America. Oh, yeah. I, the Coming I, I to America it. sequel's happening also. Whoa. Yes. Wow. Yes. Coming to America anytime. Actually, anytime either of those movies are on. Yeah. You watch them. I watch them. Yep. They're about Vampire in Brooklyn. Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> you got uh, uh, Golden Child. Golden Child. Golden Child is amazing. <laughs> the golden age of Eddie Murphy was that. Uh, you know, uh, was Beverly he in Hills 48 Cop. Hours? He was in 48 he Hours. Was? Another yeah. 48 Hours. The Beverly Hills Cops. Uh, the late 80s was When did it go down height. from? Nutty okay. Professor? No. So another, how about Boomerang? No, I think boomerang. he did. No, Boomerang was good. I think that he had a life. Flop. Life was terrible. Was it life? No, Doctor Doolittle. No, no, no. Ah, uh, fuck me. What movie was that? Also great as the where voice he was, uh, in Mulan, where, where he was supposed to be like osmosis. Not osmosis. It was like one of those life. things where he's like no, uh, no, no. the Adventures of Pluto Nash. Yeah, that was it. That's the one. Was that, that where he was a tiny guy inside his head running on Eddie Ro- Eddie Murphy robot? No, that's something else. That was another shitty movie. What was that? That's called? another shitty movie. Yes. So right after Pluto Nash. Yeah. Failed, yeah. which I don't think I've ever seen or known about. He tried to it, reboot ter- I Spy. Also, remember that was after Pluto Nash. Pluto Nash. Not too good. Yeah, yeah. I gotta look that up. There was one movie where I watched it with my parents and my dad. By the end of it, goes, let's walk out. <laughs> it was an <laughs> Eddie Murphy movie. Okay, look, highlight of course Shrek, uh, the donkey. Ooh, Pluto Nash, amazing bad. job as the donkey in Shreks, and as uh, Mushu in Mulan. Remember he had a TV show, a stop motion puppet show called the PJs. That was really, yeah. that was really, good. that was really good. But that's really it. Aside from the Shreks, uh, and life the, was good. Actually, I kept saying life as a bad. I liked life. Life was with uh, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence yeah. when they're in prison. Yeah, yeah. And they get old together. And they get convicted of a crime they never committed. So yeah, so that was two thousand two. That's when his career went in the shitter. When he was doing the Doctor Doolittle films. No, two thousand two. Nash. Adventures yeah, of Pluto Dash. The box office was seven million. Oh. The budget was a hundred million. Oh Jesus! It only made seven million. Yes, that's bad. That's like damn. Uh, that's like Leonard Part Six. Oh, that's a, was that Bill Cosby? <laughs> he, he went into yeah. a kids. Yeah, well, he movie, had he did the Haunted Mansion thing. for Disney. He had kids. I feel like he wanted to do family movies. Yeah. So, but no, just be filthy and just wrong again, Eddie Murphy. Be politically incorrect. I would. I thought love Tower to see Heist it. was going to be his comeback. Yeah, it really right, wasn't. Right, right, right. I remember watching that, and it was going to be a big thing because that cast was crazy. Brett Ratner directing, Ben Stiller, Eddie Murphy, Casey Affleck, Alan Alda, Matthew Broderick, Judd Hirsch. Yeah. Well, how would you feel if you were Eddie Murphy and like you tried to, you, you just can't make anything work anymore? No, it is kind of sad. Unless you're a cartoon. Yeah. Unless you're a donkey. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Shrek. I love Eddie Murphy. I love Eddie Murphy, dude. At 19, he's brilliant. When he was 19 years old, he's fucking genius. Comedy fucking genius. So fast. Could work the crowd like nobody I've ever seen. Dude's 50 years old now. He's so also like, 50. Uh, yeah. Just a little younger than Keanu. Yeah. So I got our John Wick review on the Patreon. All right. That's it for the show. Anybody have a get your shit together nominee to close out? Nope. Eddie, get your Ed- shit together comedy wise. Do a stand up. Well, then get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. <laughs> all your shit. So it's together. <laughs> I, I, I agree, Eddie. Get your shit together. Let's get back to just some straight stand up, man. I would love to see that. Yeah. Fucking Eddie Murphy now as a father, mature stand up. Right now, yeah. comedy's so dead. You know what's funny is my sister just... picks now to become like a brown Muslim woman stand up comic, like now. But that's also what kind of. Uh, pulls her apart from the crowd is the fact that she is a brown Muslim woman. Well, I, I've read well, she's insulated because she's got that what do you call it, intersectionality. Yes, I've read. I've read that Netflix is really pumping money into comedy. Oh yeah, because the they're, they're cheap to produce, 
and they bring a lot of viewers if you get the right. I mean, how much does it cost to shoot these specials? You just shoot a bunch of concert appearances, right? Cut it together. There's no writers. The guys no, they writing. Don't, they everything. don't. Cut, they don't cut them together. They they pick one, which is the real the special. They're, they're, they're not, not necessarily. Cut, yeah. If you watch the Adam Sandler one, you oh. see several different performances that he's put together. I, I watched the to Chappelle do. one. And look, those are from the same spot. Also, sometimes they do the same spot, wearing the same thing, different audiences, and they will cut to two uh. shows together. Like they'll do two shows back to back one night, and they'll take the best from those two. And blend them together. Maybe I'm right. maybe I, I'm catching a different part of the. Like the biggest guy in comedy right now is Sebastian Maniscalco. Who is that? He's pretty big. I've never heard of him. He's a guy from Chicago. Yeah, he's pretty big, right? I've heard that name. Maniscalco. He's a he's an Italian dude. Maniscalco. He makes Italian jokes. It's probably not. You're not oh, gonna get this it. guy. I've seen this guy. Yeah, he's loud yeah. and Italian. Him yeah. isn't Bill Burr probably one of the Bill biggest Burr right, now? right now? Bill Burr yeah. is big. Really is big now. Louis C.K. was. Like, no, Lucy Case, no, not anymore. But I mean, Chappelle had yeah. his his comeback. Chappelle, of course. Aziz Ansari is coming back to Chicago. He's still uh, doing. I feel comedy. like I've forgotten about Aziz. He's trying to make a comeback. Hey, you got your Hannibal Burrises. You got your a uh, lot of work in comics though that people don't know that are hilarious. I I, I think it's shifting back to comedy. I hope so because comics are the 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 first ones to not give a fuck. You want to know the fucking craziest uh, newest comic that I've seen? He's not that new. Yeah. But I he's on I believe on the Netflix, um I think he's on they had like some I forgot the name of the the show based Big J Okerson. Oh yeah, Big J is great. He's got a podcast. He's been and, on podcast. Uh, he yeah. was as dirty as it gets. Yeah, Big J. He was Okerson. fucking. Yeah, dude, Netflix just, loves those specials. They're they're fucking he cheap on to a make. Net, he's, on, he's on a Netflix. You know those Netflix series that they have yeah. like. Like the the standups, there's another one. The I don't know what the the degenerates. I think they they're called. I think this this this. Uh, I'm not sure what it's called. Bumping mics <laughs> is great with uh, Jeff Ross. You know what, I'm not sure the it's degenerates. Called. It's called the degenerates on okay, Netflix. Yeah. Correct. Okay, yeah. So uh, I love the standup specials, man. There's some fucking that great special ones. with Big J Okerson. Anthony, check that out. Right. It's so fucking. I'm gonna watch that. Dirty. Okay. Big there's J. that little person comic also who has a special. He's really funny. I forget his name. I think he's British. It's not Warwick Davis. No, it's not. No. <laughs> Is it Dion Warwick? It's Dion Warwick Davis. Uh, Remember, that's a pull from my old rug boy. Ooh. <laughs> All right, rug bot man. All right, gang. That's the show. Uh, remember, follow us on Instagram, listener. I'm going to keep repeating this. At Jock and Nerd. Link in the show notes. There's a lot of yeah, fun content. Definitely follow us on Instagram. It's an easy follow. It's an easy follow. Sometimes Rugs will have the account. Sometimes Anthony, I'll give him the account. They'll be posting a uh, lot of fun stuff. We will communicate with you there. When I when I'm on the account, yes. account, yes, you'll get topless photos. Uh, nothing but maybe. Chest, ab shots. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. But give it to me on the weekends, and I'll show you a, a weekend in the life of the jock. Yeah. Like that. That's what I'm talking about, and it's kind of why I started the Instagram. I wanted the, the people to let get into the jock's life. It's nothing but flashing lights and fucking spinning disco things and booze, and it's dark, and you can't tell what's going on, and the music's loud. Yep. Can't see who the person is next to you, but you you're know, making out with them. You don't know what you're drinking. Cost yeah. $20. All, all true. <laughs> I don't know what's in this. At Jock and Nerd, look at the link. And Look, I know you fuckers shop at Amazon. Use our affiliate link. You'll be helping us out. How do they do that? You can go to the website and click on the banner link or simply in the browser type jockinner.com slash Amazon and Amazon will be there. Shop as normal. When you check out, we get a little commission, a little sales commission for uh, affiliating. I, that's how it works. I don't know. But that's how yes. you do it. 
You guys all shop on Amazon. Just Everyone so. is on Amazon right now as we're talking, as they're listening. And of course, help us grow. Tell a friend. Share the show. Thank you for listening, listener. We love you. What about me? And oh, rugs. Where, you son of a you bitch, son of a bitch where can the people find you? I'm sorry. I forgot Rugboy listen, was still here. you made here. it to the end of the show. Listen, assholes. Yes. You made it to the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. You listened to that whole thing. Yeah. And now, you know, what do I do? What do I do with my time? Well, you go to Twitter and you go to at reallyrugboy.com. No, that's not com? how it works. At reallyrugboy. Twitter.com <laughs> slash reallyrugboy. Just, what am I saying? Something. It's too late for me. <laughs> and just, you come hang out. You made it this far. Go to Twitter. He's the tw- Rugs is very active on the Twitters. Uh, right. And uh, try to piss him off. It'll be hilarious. All right. Good night, you fuck. All right. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the nerd. We'll see you next time. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's really good. I agree. <laughs> this is going great. Ah, uh, yes. I see that you know your judo well. Uh,